Hey everyone, before we start the show, I wanted to tell you about a project we're very excited about. We just created a Teespring shop. For those of you that don't know, it's uh, uh, how poor people put stuff on the internet to be sold. Anyway, uh, we got some merch from the show with some funny inside jokes and um, some stickers and all kinds of cool stuff. And uh, hopefully you'll check it out. If you go to teespring.com slash stores slash citizens guide to the supernormal, you can find any number of amazing tank tops or um, a mug with a picture of my face on it so I can silently scream at your eggs while you drink your morning coffee. Um, but yeah, go to the store and check it out. And if you enter in the promo code stay home, you'll get free shipping from now until April 30th. And please stay home. Take care of yourselves. Wash your hands. And uh, hopefully we'll all be at the bar again soon. Enjoy the show. The Citizen's Guide to the Supernormal. Welcome back to the Citizen's Guide to the Supernormal. This is a podcast dedicated to the weird, unexplained, and all things sticky, stupid, and uncomfortable. Like, the only thing worse than marrying Rudy, Rudy Giuliani is finding out you're fucking related to him. Ugh. 14 years. She fucked that guy for 14 years. Like, do you think they just knew and were like, hey, maybe nobody else will find out? How, how did he, how did she allow him inside her? He looks like Nosferatu fucked a men's warehouse mannequin. All right, anyway. My name is Saj. With me is Maynard and joining us as usual is our dedicated macadamia nut aficionado, Jordan. I'm just a, just a, I'm just a part of the show. Just a, just a like. No, no, no. You know. Our dedicated Jordan. I'm just, <laughs> I'm dedicated to something. Not Telemundo Jordan, the other Jordan. No, right. Like the, the real Jordan. Well, you're, saying, you're, saying, uh, you're saying Hispanic guys aren't real? No, no, no. He's real. But his, <laughs> his name is, his name is not Jordan. So, I mean, he, yeah, okay. All right. We, we'll get to it. Right. Uh, we also have a very special guest this evening. Back very by, special. Back by literally no demand is the Jesse Miles. <laughs> the- Thanks for having me. <laughs> Thanks for nobody asking for it to happen again. He's I'm back. just kidding. You call us a bunch of times. Oh, anyway, so um, Jesse Miles is at the Jesse Miles on Twitter. I'm at Bastard Prophet. Maynard is at Maynard Rules, and Jordan is at CG Super Jordan. The show is at C underscore G underscore Supernormal. You guys remember when I changed my Twitter handle to Muse Knuckle? <laughs> it was a it was a good name. It was a good name. I was like, what did we do that for? I don't remember. I feel like I had a reason to do Muse Knuckle. I feel like it, something with a Scotsman. Yeah, yeah it know. wasn't. It it was good. You like Muse, and you but like I don't knuckles. think people understood no, I it. I think like Muse. I think when we die, that show will gain a cult following. If somebody still owns any of it, no, I just have the Sex Club episode because <laughs> <laughs> it's all memories. about me and the memories. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, if you like the show, leave us a review on iTunes. Um, I'm Please. just going to say you already like the show, so go leave us a review on iTunes and then come back. Because uh, we need it, because no one listens to this thing. Um, and if you want to help us out, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash the Destroyer. Or you could find my Twitter profile. I've got an, all my links in my bio that can take you to a bunch of other places where you can give us money instead. 
the reason I'm begging for you is your your subscriptions will help us make some great content in the future and um, help me pay my mortgage. Great, we use that term loosely. It's kind of like <laughs> it's it. Okay, I mean, content. Depending on your standards, we're pretty good. We're pretty good. We're going to have some exclusive stuff coming up soon, too. There's going to be some great exclusive stuff. Manon and I have some plans in the works. Yes. Um, and finally, if you have questions or comments, you can email us directly at citizensguidepodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget the P.O. box. Oh, yeah. <sighs> Fucking Christ. Okay. So we got a P.O. box now. Uh, it's just Citizens Guide Productions at P.O. Box 180, Walpole, Massachusetts, 02032. Uh, what's our fax number? Do you want to tell him? <laughs> Man, no one uses faxes anymore. That is wholly untrue, actually. What? And if you're from Massachusetts and you don't know where Walpole is, that's where your uncle lives. For <laughs> yeah, you can fax him right down at the, at the, at the prison. He's- that's where your uncle, who used to live in Thailand, lives now. <laughs> All right. Now that that's out of the way, buckle up, gang. Sarge has a story. The year was 1925. The first ever motel is built, and black light enthusiasts everywhere rejoice. Mein Kampf is published, and suddenly the term vegetarian painter is a whole lot more menacing. The first transmission of video and sound is transmitted over a distance of five miles. The video, a ten-minute film of a windmill, is still a better show than The Big Bang Theory. (laughs) The Ku Klux Klan holds a rally in Washington, D.C. with over 30,000 attendees. And as of January 21st, 2017, it's the second largest gathering of racist white people in our nation's capital. Can anyone guess what the first one is? Hint, he's still the president. No? Okay, we'll move on. Finally, the SS Cotopaxi, an American ship named after two different kinds of sanitary napkin, disappears in the Bermuda Triangle. And boy, is my face red. Something, something, clown mouth. <laughs> <laughs> It's amazing uh, that it just didn't take on water right from the get-go. <laughs> I'm surprised it sank, frankly. So much was, for super absorbency. All they had to do was pull it out of the ocean by its anchor. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's move on before we all alienate 14% of our followers. Oh, all right. All right, boy, is my face red. So <laughs> I, I just said that. <laughs> All right. Uh, the SS Cotopaxi built as part of the World War One shipbuilding program. It was actually uh, launched November fifteenth, nineteen eighteen. Wait, did you just say World War One? Yeah. I always kind of wondered how did they know that was going to be the first one. Yeah, that's a very good point. Right? I think they just must have just called it. They were like, "All right, if we do another one, that'll be World War Two. Well, they might have just called it the first, I think they called it the first world war because, I mean, it was the first world war. You could still be first without knowing there was going to be a second. Well, okay. right? wasn't it the war to end all wars? I that, think so. Yeah. That was its far more, that was its Fox News title. I That's thought it was Call of Duty World at War. And then, <laughs> so like when World War II broke out, Black they were Ops like, oh, two, right? that is World War One now. <laughs> This is absolutely two. <laughs> this is this is the war to end all wars. We made a mistake with the last one. Yeah, yeah. All right. So we'll just call this two. Yeah, all right. 
We need huh. to make this simple. They just called it that thing that happened before everyone went stupid and made alcohol legal for a couple of years. <laughs> They're like, all right, guys, let's just call this World War I. And everyone went, no, that's a one. <laughs> and now everyone's just like waiting for World War Three, like the sequel you never got. They're like, when are we going to get it? Every time people start arguing, they're like, World War Three, right? And then we're going to get the Phantom Menace and everyone's disappointed. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right. So the I mean, George World- R. Binks is already a president, so I guess he can't complain. SX Dakota is actually named after the uh, volcano um, in uh, somewhere. Strangely enough, it only went off once a, once a month. <laughs> uh... Anyway, the uh, ship was was <laughs> launched November fifteenth, nineteen eighteen, and it arrived in Boston uh, December twenty second, nineteen. With a not so fresh feeling. Uh, <laughs> wasn't a summer's eve, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, anyway, upon pulling up to Boston, the captain was quoted as saying, "Wait, you think you're better than me?" <laughs> <laughs> Promptly heard by the shipmates, I better never see you in Quincy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. So. You can't pack that here, kid. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the. Uh, Was your fucking name on the shipyard? <laughs> <laughs> what kind of name is Cotopaxi? What are you, Italian? Uh, the ship was actually originally built to be a bulk carrier used un, uh, under the USSB. For those heavy shipbuilding flow days. program. Um, to support the war effort, um, when it arrived in Boston on the 22nd of December, it was actually uh, allocated to an operator serving routes along the East Coast and down to the East Coast of um, South America. So it was running from all Eastern seaboard ports down through the East Coast, like Brazil and, and whatnot. Um, but only six months after it, it arrived in Boston, the ship, the ship suffered major catastrophic damage. After running aground in Brazil, it had to, <laughs> as a result of the accident, dump 400 tons of coal. Uh, there was damage to the hull and the engines, and repairs cost $200,000. Now, $200,000 back in 1920, 1918. Could buy seven avocados now. Uh, yeah, or roughly $2,970,797.69. Jesus Christ. So they, they spent... An exorbitant amount of money to be like, well, let's just fix it. We'll we'll patch it up. It'll be all right. To give uh, you even more context, back then bread cost a nickel, and they spent two hundred thousand dollars to fix this boat. It's a big fix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a lot of bread. Mark Wahlberg so, was actually supposed <laughs> to be on that dough. boat, and he was like, "If I was, that boat would have never sank." <laughs> <laughs> Brian Williams was there. He remembers it very well. His helicopter landed in Seth the back. Seth MacFarlane just missed getting on the boat. Um, <laughs> See, and then there was, was one comedian who said he was there, but he definitely wasn't. He, he knows what I'm doing. And there was, a, there was a senator from Hawaiian State who just said, present. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, in 1920, the ship entered Havana, um, carrying coal from Charleston, South Carolina, and uh, collided with a tugboat. It, tugboat sank. Cotopaxi wasn't severely damaged, but both ships were found equally at fault and charged accordingly. So, within the first two years of the ship being built, it had two major accidents, sinking a tugboat and almost itself. I've had a few major accidents, but most of that involved tequila. And tacos. And pants that I threw away later. All right, so in 1925, 
the year in question, uh, running from Charleston to Havana again. The uh, ship carrying another load of coal with one captain, 32 crew members, sent a distress signal. Uh, it was reported the ship was listing and taking on water, and that was on December 1st, three days after it set sail for Havana. It wasn't until December 31st, 30 days later, that the ship was considered overdue. So they waited 30 days after it was supposed to be there. They're like, you know what? I don't think this boat's getting here. They waited 30 days after the distress signal. (laughs) (laughs) The ship's uh, taking out water. All right. If you're not here in a month, we might come looking for you. Maybe they were like, maybe, listen, maybe the distress signal was incomplete and they were like, hey. (laughs) It was just SO. Yeah. If, if we're not there in 30 days, send help. No, like some dude heard it and he's like, All right, I'll, I'll deal with this tomorrow. And then woke up in the middle of the night, like 30 days later. I was like, oh, <laughs> that's, ah, there was something. See, when it comes <laughs> that's to like what it was. Trade routes and ships, they'd have a little more protocol than my cell phone bill when I'm a little late on it. <laughs> <laughs> it's been 30 days, pay up. I'm like, ah, thanks for reminding me. I didn't know it was like, it's been 30 days. They might be dead. <laughs> No, it's been 30 days. They've already been dead for 30 days. <laughs> we, should, we should go look for them. So, uh, yeah, so that was the final voyage. It started on November 29th, 1925. And uh, we assume ended somewhere around December 1st or 2nd. Uh, wow. they, it may have run into a uh, tropical storm, which is funny because you figure a tropical storm in December off the coast of Florida is strange. Pretty rare. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Right. Maybe it's just maybe it's just like a thunderstorm. It's believed that <clears throat> the ship ended up in the Bermuda Triangle and was then uh, the Bermuda Triangle. Is the the B- <clears throat> Bermuda Triangle is the opposite of uh, Brazilian wax. It's when you got like that the big triangle of bush <laughs> when you glue hair on the 19 19- <laughs> I think of a procedure like no it's like the, it's like the 1970s you know when you like watch porn in the 1970s and everything was hairy that's a Bermuda Triangle when it was the 1970s I was still living in pubes <laughs> <laughs> you were craps I mean it's how I little known fact people no, talk I, uh, about the immaculate conception they don't talk about the crab that became a boy I remember <laughs> <laughs> I remember uh, going to uh to my friend's house. We were hanging out, and he found we found his dad's Playboy mags in the basement. We were like just at puberty, so we were like, "Oh, naked chicks!" I remember, we opened it up, and I was like, "Why has she got two hair pieces?" <laughs> um. So, <clears throat> excuse me the uh, the design actually <laughs> the design ship had. Uh, several sister ships and all of them ran into some type of, some type of trouble, whether they were sunken uh, as a result of world war one or <clears throat> they had notable disappearances like the John Tracy that was uh, renamed lesser, after- lesser known cousin of Dick Tracy. So the John Tracy was actually renamed from the Koshata better name. I would, I would say. Um, <clears throat> Way easier to grasp. It went missing on a voyage from Norfolk to Boston, January 1927. Koshata sounds it like is, a really bad case of diarrhea. It is listed among the collier wrecks of the Stella Wagon Bank National Wagon, Sanctuary. The Stell Wagon Bank. Sure. Uh, there's not an A in there. Um, where ships with coal cargoes are second only to fishing <laughs> vessels as victims of disaster. Isn't that where uh, the perfect storm, that ship went down? Still I don't know, sure. Uh, the cover run 
was sold and renamed the Mahakona. They're like, no, 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 no. This one needs to be harder to understand. They're like, sorry, I think you're saying it backwards. It's Hakuna Matata. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was operating under the, the Brazilian flag. Name the it ship. went missing uh, off somewhere southwest of Bermuda in 1941. Um, while on a voyage from Newport News to Rio de Janeiro. Huh. So. So um, all of these ships sank. Yeah. So it. Can we, Several, can we just agree that the shipyard is at fault for this? Well, they were all made in different shipyards, but... You shouldn't make boats with holes in it. That's, <laughs> you step one. Boats with holes. Boats <laughs> with oh, holes. boy. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get me some boats with holes. Nina, the Pinda, the Santa. Several were lost due to wartime action, uh, with others lost to other causes, like the Cordon, which was uh, foundered off the Bahama Channel during a hurricane in September, in the Cottonwood... Uh, renamed the Stanburn, foundered October 1946 after striking a submerged object. And uh, thus ends the period of American history where we made boats out of paper for a while. Foundered is actually just a fancy term for took on water. Well, yeah. 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 Uh, But notably, the Cotopaxi was also in a uh, pop culture reference. Close Encounters of the Third Kind... The Cotopaxi ship is connected to the legend of the Bermuda Triangle and is discovered in the Gobi Desert, presumably set there by the extraterrestrial forces. So they picked the boat up and then were like, you know where this boat would look really good? A place without water. Yeah. Huh. I like it. So do we want to take a quick break before we get into the Bermuda Triangle and the legend of the Cotopaxi? Yeah. 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 We need to take a break. All right. Sure. Nothing happened before this moment. Welcome back to the <laughs> Citizen's Guide to the Supernormal. I gave my dollar at CVS. That's my apology. Oh, God. Okay. So anyway, uh, uh, just before the break, we were talking about the SS Cotopaxi, a, seri- a ship in a series of ships that all sank because the designer thought it would be a good idea to make ships out of Legos. Pretty much. Like a Rector set. <laughs> so it just blew my mind that all of these ships were of the same design and they all sank and no one was like, let's stop making these for a little while. See if that changes anything. It was like, you, you didn't want a submarine. I thought you said <laughs> submarine. <laughs> okay. Well, submarines don't have holes in them either. So figure your shit out, Steve. <clears throat> so, um, the Cotopaxi has this really interesting story around it. And it's that nobody knew what happened to it. It sent out the distress signal. It says it was listing, taking on water. You assume it sank. I mean, I get what you're saying that nobody knew what happened to it, but let's like put two and two together. It's a boat on the water. No one heard from it for 30 days. It didn't fly away. So it probably sank would be my guess. Except. You sure it didn't fly? Yeah, they don't make flying... They didn't start making flying boats until Howard Hughes, I think. The Spruce Goose. Okay. Except if you are the Port of Havana, who claimed that the U.S. or that the SS Cotopaxi arrived almost 80 years later to the port with no crew members. So... What? It was a ghost ship? Like the Flying Dutchman? Kind of, yeah. 
I love ghost ships. You guys have no idea like this. You're going to really this enjoy rings a bell this for segment me because then. I love the idea of the entire crew abandoning ship and then the boat's like, no, fuck you guys. I'm good. Yeah, you're you're, really, you're really going to enjoy this segment in a little bit. <laughs> or it's like the ship from Jurassic Park 2 where, uh, where they all got eaten. And then the, <laughs> they all got eaten by the dinosaurs, but the dinosaurs then hid below deck and shut the door on themselves, which is a hor- horrible plot hole in Jurassic Park 2. Honestly, I only watched the first one. Yeah, I never saw that one. Saw the new one, but I didn't see that one. Yeah. No, no nobody Jurassic Park 2. It's a great movie. No, no. I didn't, want, I didn't want to pay money for it. When you say it's a great movie, are you like Rotten Tomatoes 10% great? Or yeah, probably. Wasn't like, it's a great Sam, bad movie. Yeah, it's was great Sam Neill in the second one? No, it's just Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, I mean, like Jeff, Jeff Goldblum, Goldblum is and Vince awesome. Vaughn for no reason. Oh, yeah, that's I why that, I didn't watch it. Vince Vaughn looks I, like a haunted wax mannequin. I some of that, actually. I also saw the one where the kid gets locked in like giant birdcage. Is that the third one? That's the third one. Flowers in the Attic? That's when Sam Neill came back. And then that ringtone got ruined because the dinosaur was ringing the whole movie. Oh, Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It was a dinosaur that had a ringtone in that movie. How did we get on the subject of terrible dinosaur movies? Ghost ships. Ghost ships. (laughs) Ah. (laughs) That didn't help anyone. Uh, So I love ghost ships. I love the idea of a ship just being like, oh, no, I'm sinking. And everybody jumps off. The ship's like, psych, fuck you guys. I'm out of here. And then it just floats around on the ocean for a little while and like bounces in somewhere else. It's like when you throw a bottle into the water and it winds up somewhere else and somebody like pulls out your shitty letter. I think it's pretty awesome. Message in a bottle. I always get so excited Message about ghost ships. Message in a bottle. Machine Head does a killer cover of that. Song. Anyway, uh, oh, really? so the Cuban port of Havana stated that the Cotopaxi showed up something like 80 years later. And... And Cheech Marin was on the show and he said, well, better, better late than late never. Than ever. <laughs> <laughs> I spent an hour in my room last night talking to Theo LaGuardia. He's been dead for 30 years. Get me the Ghostbusters. God, I love Ghostbusters too. It's such a good movie. Oh boy. Uh, I know some listeners who are going to really appreciate that. Anyway. Uh, and then the rest of them that have no idea what we're talking about. Is Vigo. I, yeah. I just want you to know everything you're doing is bad and terrible. <laughs> <laughs> is that the movie Bill Murray made before he started showing up at people's softball games randomly? <laughs> <laughs> he started beating up fans going, no one will ever believe you. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if I were Bill Murray, I'd walk up and down the streets of New York like stealing people's food. <laughs> like, no one's going to believe I did this. So. <laughs> Thank you for the hot dog. Okay, continue, Jordan. Sorry about that. That's all right. No, it was, a good, it was a good tangent. I was, I was, I was actually thinking about, about my Bill Murray ghost ship now, <laughs> where he's just standing on the deck, really drunk, hitting golf balls into storms. That could be a movie. That could be a Wes Anderson movie. It probably already is a Wes Anderson movie. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, you're right. It's called The Life of Steve Zizou. Oh, yeah. Life Aquatic. Yeah, good movie. Anyway, so um, it turns out that that was a hoax. The U.S. Uh, Coast Guard was like, nope, you definitely didn't find that ship. And uh, hey, Cuba. no one's ever reported it as found. So still missing. How did they get the information from Cuba to the United States, considering we don't have normalized diplomatic relations? I don't know. The U.S. was just like, I mean, hey, were- Cuba, remember that time Message you said a, a ship showed up on your port? Didn't that, happen. That was a hoax. <laughs> <laughs> didn't happen. Now nah, we're just fucking with you. Sorry, Cuba. 
<laughs> no, we will not trade. I guess like a ghost ship showing up, like, but the crew still on it is like the shittiest message in a bottle to find because then you just get dead crew members. <laughs> <laughs> but the good news is they're all in the shape of YMCA like they were doing the dance. Or, or the last crew member was like spelling out a message. So he's just like taking bones <laughs> and like. Well, there was a, there was a, there was a story about a ship playing dominoes with the elbow bone. They found the ship and everybody on the ship was dead. And they read, they were reading the captain's log and like all this horrible shit happened to him. And then the last guy to die was the one who wrote in the captain's log. It was like a big in and it was like one of the first creepy pastas that everybody that thought the was real. Medan, the yeah. Medan? Yeah. 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 They made a game out of that. It was like um, it was like a Blair Witch. It was like a, a creepy pasta. Everybody thought it was real, and it turned out to be fake. And then people had runny noses in the woods. No, no, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Right. All right. So it was um, like Blair Witch Two, Blair Witch Under Siege, and Slenderman. <laughs> Where like, there's this creepy ghost in the woods, and two teenage girls are like stab my friend. Like, no, that's not <laughs> sure. That's, not, why that's not? not the story at all. I was gonna stab her anyway, but. <laughs> Um, and then so uh, stab my friend. Don't there's, mind. There's actually you. several reports of the Cotopaxi showing up. Um, you know, ninety years later, eighty years later, whatever it was, and all of them were reported as being false. So, uh, what's really interesting is just this month, it's January, by the way. You'll listen to this in February, I think, or March, depending on when I get to. Edit. Yeah, right. You know, no big deal. Um, this episode. As of right now, the USS Cotopaxi has been found. Where did they find it? On the bottom of the ocean floor. The last place I would have looked. I feel shocked. Yeah, it's always right? the last place you look. I mean, when you send out a distress signal that says listing, taking on water, you probably should look at the bottom of the ocean first. Maine had actually looked up twice. Yeah, I didn't see it the first time. Did you think it was the movie Up? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what you do. They filled all the life rafts with helium and flooded. <laughs> Sadly, like an Just old like man. Just like when you lose your keys. It's the last place you <laughs> So, um, but That's it, where I put those lives. <laughs> 32 of them. Anyway, um, so this, is, this all took place in the Bermuda Triangle. The ship was actually found uh, somewhere off the coast of Jacksonville, Florida, or something like that. I don't know. Uh, it doesn't seem like a very interesting place to sink, but what, what do I know? It was found by some man in Florida smoking crack, yelling at the ocean. It's actually for a TV show. This The TV show was like did a whole documentary on like finding shipwrecks, and they discovered the Cotopaxi by accident, or maybe, I think. The probably. ship was actually full of naked men fucking pool rafts. Uh, it's probably still full of coal, considering they had like 2,300 tons of it. Do you think the coal would dissolve in water? I don't know how coal works, other than you. Pretty it. sure coal doesn't dissolve when you put it. In well, liquid. so the only reason it's I say salt. that is when you touch coal, it, you get the black shit on your hands. So I don't, I don't know. Maybe salt water dissolves it. You don't know. Are you made of coal? So the I think I got a bit of a black triangle. lung pop. <laughs> <laughs> the Bermuda Triangle. Um, His lungs are listening to. Also known as Devil's Triangle or Hurricane Alley. Um, basically spans from Miami to San Juan to Bermuda. Uh, that's like the most generally accepted point, but uh, even the fucking Bermuda Triangle is contested for some stupid reason. Uh, oh, I know why. Cause it's not real. That's why it's very You're, easy to contest. Well, boundaries is, of an imaginary triangle. Yeah, yeah. This is the thing is the Bermuda Triangle real or not. Uh, even if it is real, there are 
people who do, like study shipwrecks were like, you know, not even the most deadly area to have things happen. Yeah. It's just, it's just high traffic. There's yeah. like a lot of ships that, but like there. there's other places that are more high traffic that have higher incidents in like missing ships. So the Bermuda triangle, really not all that great, but I love some of like the paranormal Oh, and like some of the explanations for why the Bermuda Triangle. Oh God, is these the Bermuda people, Triangle. these people are astounding morons. Did you know that they make Lost look like it makes sense? Did yeah. you know that the most popular paranormal <laughs> explanation is that um, the Lost Continent of Atlantis um, is is has some type of technology there that is pulling A ships, crystal. and planes, and whatnot down into the water to uh, keep the lost continent of Atlantis alive. Let's, let's just think about this for a second. The most advanced human civilization in the world has found a way to live underwater, and they want a bunch of guys who smoke Marlboro lights down there with them. So, uh... But we've imagined that if Aquaman was a real dude, he's just sinking planes and <laughs> be like, leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> he's like, you know what? I want another bomber jacket. Let me psychic, pull down this entire flight. Psychic Edward Edgar Case. Oh, great. Predicted you mean, you that mean professional liar Edward Edgar Case? Take had his prediction that evidence of Atlantis would be found in 1968. He was wrong. He was wrong. 1968 Atlantis. And here we are. 2020. No Atlantis. Well, yeah. I mean, cause it's, it's not a real place. Atlanta is a real place. Maybe he thought, maybe he thought people just didn't know about Atlanta yet. Maybe other, Atlanta got real hot in 1968. People are like, Oh shit. You heard about Atlanta. Other paranormal investigation stuff goes to UFOs. Because they 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 want to park right in the middle of the Bermuda Triangle and like fuck with things. That's what. Well, hang on though, hang on though. I don't know if you've ever worked in a place with a large parking lot, but I have an area that I prefer to park in when I go into the parking lot at work. Like, no, fuck that. I don't want to park over there. I want to park right here. I have a specific spot like that too. I fucked up one time because I I pick a specific spot that's away from my coworkers and other people, so I can go out to my car periodically and smoke weed. Yeah, I messed that makes up sense. and parked on next to where the footpath is that goes over the divider where people walk for lunch. So I was smoking weed and I had all these older women just like shaking their heads of disapproval. It's like, legal now. Come I'm on. a grown man. If I want to come out to my car and smoke weed in the middle of the workday, I don't need you judging me in your stupid suit. <laughs> Karen. I like how back in the day it was totally okay to go get shit faced on your lunch break and then go back and do like surgery, but you can't smoke weed in your car when you work at Target. That's what those hippies do. <laughs> Damn those hippies. So uh, anyway, um, UFOs. That's the thing. They're just saying UFOs. Isn't that what they thought happened to Amelia Earhart? She flew over the Bermuda Triangle and then got abducted by aliens or some shit? I don't know. Probably. Well, considering her plane went down in the Pacific, I don't feel like that's a very accurate story. Wow. <laughs> I also know a lot about Amelia Earhart. This is the same man who didn't realize that jeans existed in the 1800s. So <laughs> blew my mind, man. How old is Levi? Just to remind you, the year they were invented is on every pair. No, and it wasn't jeans that I was impressed by. It was pictures. No, no. you were also impressed by jeans. <laughs> yeah. All right, fine. <laughs> <laughs> he was a little impressed by jeans. But well, seriously, was, so seriously, aliens are coming down and they're just like parking in the middle. Like, they're like, well, I like this one spot between San Juan and Bermuda. Once again, that's, advanced civilization that's figured out space travel. And they're like, you know what we need? A rusty boat. And then you got Bill Murray on the deck of the, uh, <laughs> on the, on the deck of <laughs> golf balls at UFOs. Bill Murray. <laughs> Only a Carpathian. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> bonehead. Anyway. Uh, yeah, I love that. They've mastered interstellar travel, but they're here to fuck with our boats in one spot on the map. But and they you, only want to abduct the dumbest people you know they what? can find. Let's, let's just be realistic. If aliens are I'm coming, not gay. A big man from space put something in my butt, <laughs> Darla. God damn it! If aliens are coming to the U, like like the U.S. to abduct people, like you assume it's just teens playing a prank. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> I have an idea. Let's just abduct these two old people from New Hampshire, and then just put them right back. Just. Like three hours later, oh, <laughs> it's the best prey. <laughs> I would just like to see the reaction of like the adult aliens when they're like, "So let me get this straight: you took the the, the car and you went to Earth. And you, did what? <laughs> you picked up a couple of them. Did they see you? It's literally the equivalent of like Beavis and Butthead putting uh, firecrackers in a frog's ass and then blowing it up. <laughs> they're scolding them like rich kids that went to go mock the Amish. They're like, leave the fucking dumb earthlings alone. And you know the mom is really mad, but the dad secretly kind of laughing to himself like, yeah, I remember those days. The fucking- when I was younger, we used to go get the southern ones and put stuff in their butts and put them back home. <laughs> One time we grabbed this interracial couple from New Hampshire. <laughs> fucking they wrote a whole book about it. Oh, speaking uh, of that, by your the uncle way- Mark crashed in Nevada a few years ago. Well, we <laughs> miss him, but we always told him no drink and fly. <laughs> His own fucking fault. <laughs> oh, Roswell. New Mexico, actually. Close enough. Yeah, Area 51 so, Again, it's that flatter shit where you're so egotistical to think that like aliens are hanging out near us. Yeah. They're looking at us and they're this like... This is like... But seriously, UFOs, like abducting people is the equivalent of like teens playing mailbox baseball. Yeah. <laughs> but like the aliens are watching us. So like, seriously, these idiots are so lazy they made self-driving cars. All right. I'm so, not going there. So, uh, natural explanations. No, you guys on, just figured on. out new ways to go around the same spot. Why haven't you left the planet? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So but before we, before we go on, I do have to say I was up in New Hampshire recently and I was near, I was in the area. Two knuckles in the butt does not equal an abduction. <laughs> that equals a good massage. I, it doesn't matter because the orgasm was incredible. So I have no shame. <laughs> So I pull into this gas station randomly and yeah. I see an alien painted on the wall of the gas station. And I'm like, have you seen this man? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck is this all about? And I walk over and it says Betty and Bonnie Hill. And it's got like a little paragraph about their abduction. Because only in New Hampshire do you find a full paragraph written on the wall of a gas station. So I go inside and uh, I go up to the lady behind the counter. Based on our mullet haircut, we'll call her Sheila. And I was like, Sheila. What well, the fuck is the thing with the alien out front? Hello, Flo. And she's like, so that is that is for Betty and Bonnie Hill. They were abducted right across the street. And I was like, oh shit, really? Where? And I look, and it's just like a, a shitty steakhouse. And I'm like, where? And then she's like, where the steakhouse is, is where they were abducted. They kind of just paved over the area. They're like, fuck that story. We're just going to put our restaurant here. Not only did do they not talk about it in the restaurant, <laughs> there's literally no mention of it. They're just like, nope, didn't happen. You know what would be and really cool like- is if the restaurant was shaped like a UFO? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bunch of like really douchey aliens with ascots. No, nothing happened here. I don't and in remember. case the listeners were, one, were wondering, of course she sold her own cured meats and vacuum sealed packages. It was mean. Or was it New Hampshire? Either one, they do the same thing. It was New Hampshire. New Hampshire, Maine, Vermont, it's all the same state. All right, so... It's where the trees are. Let's plow through this. Uh, natural explanations... Name of a sex tape. Uh, ...include yes. compass variations, 
Gulf Stream, human error, violent weather, methane hydrates. But that's not why I wanted to bring up the Bermuda Triangle. I couldn't care less why boats are sinking. They they sink. Shit happens. Yeah, they planes sink go down. Place. Shit happens. Magnets, whatever. One sank off Stellwagen Bank, and then George Clooney made him. But we've got some notice. We've got some notable incidences, including a ghost ship. Is it incidences or incidences? Incident die. Incident die. I like it. Incidents. Incidences. That's what you burn when you're smoking weed as a child. (laughs) Parents won't smell it. Just burning some incidents. That's why you get on the Green Line, go to Kenmore Square to that open that open air market that they used to have. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you get the little wooden tray yep. and you put the you put the stick of incense in there and your entire house smells like you've been smoking weed for a month. I had yeah. one that was a wooden dragon, so when it burnt down the smoke came out of its mouth. Nice. You know, dragons equal badass. Yeah. <laughs> no, I had a little ceramic baby and you could get the incense sticks that were the like the size of baby sized cigarettes and Can you put it in its on? mouth. No. What do you want? I should move along. Oh, let's move along. All right. So the Excuse Ellen me. the Ellen Austin supposedly came across a derelict ship. Placed on board it a prize crew and attempted to sail in tandem with it to New York in 1881. According to the stories, the derelict disappeared. Others elaborating further that the derelict reappeared minus the prize crew and then disappeared again with a second crew on board. A check from Lloyd's of London Records proved the existence of Meta. Built in 1854 and that in 1880, Meta was renamed Ellen Austin. There are no casualty listings for this vessel or any vessel at that time. I would suggest a large number of missing men were placed aboard the derelict ship that later disappeared. So what the this fuck is fuck were you just talking about? This story, the Ellen Austin. So it's a ship that was a ship twice. It's the a ship was named Meta. So the Ellen Austin. Like an indie film. No, the Meta was renamed the Ellen Austin. So it was named Meta. It was renamed the Ellen Austin. It did sail, but it never had any casualties or anything listed from like a, any... Uh, like a list of passengers? Yeah, what's the thing there? Manifest? Yeah, manifest. Hey, so, hey um, Jesse knows a word. There Holy are no, shit. no casualties listed for it. They obviously, they believe it's a made up story, but it's a not- notable incident as in... It's very well known, the Ellen Austin incident for um, this. There's also the USS Cyclops. An incident resulting in the single largest loss of life in the history of the USS Navy. I'm sorry, the US Navy. Um, Not related to combat occurred when the Collier Cyclops carrying a full load of manganese ore and with one engine out of action went missing without a trace. The crew of 309 sometimes... uh, the, the crew of 309 sometime after March 4th, 1918, um, left Barbados. Uh, there's no strong evidence for any single theory, but many independent theories exist that blaming storms, capsizing, and some su- suggesting wartime activity were to blame for the loss of life. So 300 na- 309 Navy sailors aboard the USS Cyclops disappeared in the Bermuda Triangle. Uh, in addition, two of Cyclops' sister ships, Protus and Nearest, were subsequently lost in the North Atlantic during World War II. Both ships were transporting heavy loads of metallic or similar to that which is loaded, which is why we have the magnetic theory in the Bermuda Triangle. That there's strong magnetic. I'm sorry. Didn't you down. just say the North Atlantic though? Well, this is so the USS Cyclops was carrying manganese ore. Yeah. And that, that went down in the Bermuda yeah, Triangle. Yeah, yeah. So that, but this is why I'm saying. And this then so it's that, other two ships that you just mentioned went down in the North Atlantic. Yes. Again, so doesn't like that just prove that ships sink all the time? 
all over the place. Well, also, if they were sister ships, that means they were the same design. So, again, it seems like a design flaw. Yeah, it seems like the problem's not the boat. It's the guy who designed it. Sure. I guess I guess what I'm trying to say about the uh, you know what why don't we go to, why don't we go to break we got to go to break and then we're gonna come back I just want to finish this so we can do dick news we're, we're gonna do dick news we're just gonna go real quick and come back all right. Yeah, let's do it. All right, so where we left off, we USS- were talking about the Bermuda Triangle, and I just had to make this point before we go any further. Fine. <laughs> That's actually just Jordan inhaling. You guys don't normally hear it because we turned his mic off. So I breathe like a pug. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> and the back of Jesse's neck looks like a pug. So when you guys coming. stand together, as as you someone thinks there's a dog in the room. Oh, come on. You know I love you. You big, <laughs> you big sexy man. All right. So all I want to say is everybody remembers a ship that sinks. Nobody remembers a ship that, that shows up at shore like it's supposed to. I'm going to be honest. I don't really remember a lot of things that happened. But that's ship what I'm sank. saying. It's like, oh, my God, the ship sank. Where did it sink? Oh, it sank here. Oh, that's weird. Last week, another ship sank there. Well, yeah, it's fucking hurricane season, you moron. What'd you expect to happen? So uh, the Carol Deering. So we left off the USS Cy- uh, the uh, USS Cyclops. That's uh, disappeared with 309 men- members of the Navy on board. Blah blah blah. All right. So the Carol. Um, sorry for the loss to those family members. Like, that's a shitty thing. You know? It is shitty. Hmm. It is shitty because those people are just trying to make money to like bring home to their families. Like certainly not making fun of them when we make these kinds of jokes. When we're making fun of the people who believe that lizards have an advanced society under the ocean and wanted those ships for the, the collection, I guess. They have a large swimming pool. I don't understand. What's the point? Well, you know when you buy like a hollowed out ship for your fish to swim through? They just kind of... <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. So the Carol A. Deering, a five-masted schooner built in 1919, was found hard aground... And abandoned on the at the Diamond Shoals near Cape Hatteras, North Carolina. Hatteras. Or, or or Hatteras is normal people say it. Fuck, I don't know. Cape Hatteras. Thanks for gussying it up. H a t t e r a s. What am I supposed to like? Hatteras. Hatteras. Cape Hatteras. Well, fuck. It's only where every hurricane winds up. We're the same four assholes who say Worcester, but there's a fucking C in there that nobody knows how it got there. Okay? I know. So you should be pronouncing things that are spelled one way, a we different al- way. We also say- I did. Peabody when it's clearly Peabody. Behavioral. <laughs> <laughs> Gloucester. Lester. A five-masted schooner built in 1919. The Carol A. Deering was found hard aground and abandoned at Diamond Shoals near Cape Hatteras, North Carolina. January 31st, 1921. Rumors and more at the time indicated the Deering was a victim of piracy, possibly connected with illegal rum running during Prohibition. And possibly involved another ship, the Hewitt, which disappeared roughly the same time. Just hours later, an unknown steamer sailed near the lightship along... Was it from Cleveland? ...along the track of Deering, and ignored all signals from the lightship, and it speculated the Hewitt may have been this mysterious ship and possibly involved the Deering's crew's disappearance. So they, they suspect that this mysterious ship sunk the Deering. Uh, or was the pirate ship that involved the crew's disappearance and was rummering? Okay. All so, right. It's like Grand Theft Auto on the water. Pirates. Look at me. But, but again, look at me. I am the captain now. 
But again, <laughs> that that the happens not. Lines ever been delivered? <laughs> Don't want to fuck. And, and and once again, just a quick reminder to everyone that also didn't happen in the Bermuda Triangle. Yes, so <laughs> the Bermuda Triangle story is getting thinner by the minute. All right, uh, flight nineteen was a training flight of five TBM Avenger torpedo bombers that disappeared December 5th, 1945, while over the Atlantic. The squadron's flight plan was planned... Uh, this is a famous scheduled story, by the way. Like, ...to take them due east nerds, from anyway. Fort Lauderdale for 141 miles north for 73, and then back over the 140-mile leg to complete the exercise. The flight never returned to base. The disappearance was attributed by Navy nav- uh, investigators to navigational error, leading the aircraft to run out of fuel. It's kind of easy to get lost in the sky because there's no Dunkin' Donuts to guide you away. They also said the guy who was leading the squadron showed up hungover. (laughs) (laughs) And like ignored them constantly being like, I think we're supposed to go left. I think your cats are having aggressive sex outside the door. (laughs) No, they probably just want to come in. It's loud out there. Behind every great pilot who goes missing is a woman who goes, you should stop and ask for directions. It was actually one of the pilots. (laughs) That was the most 1990s standing in front of a brick wall with your sport coat sleeve rolled up joke I've ever heard in my life. They even found one but of I the really other ships. But I really enjoyed it. One so of the other it was good. Planes. I'm just saying. One of them bailed. One of those guys, like, yeah, fuck you, I'm going to the left. <laughs> I'm going and, like, swimming. They found him. Um, so one of the search and rescue air, uh, aircraft deployed to look for them, a PBM Mariner with a 13-man crew, also disappeared. A tanker off the coast of Florida reported seeing an explosion, observing a widespread. What happened is the guy came. The guy that did come back was like, "Hold on, I'll fly out that way. I'll show you." The weather was becoming stormy by the end of the incident, according to contemporaneous sources. The Mariner had a history of explosions due to vapor leaks. With heavily, when heavily loaded with fuel, it may have been for a potentially long search and rescue operation. So, uh, over the Bermuda Triangle, you lost Flight 19 and a massive ship reconnaissance. Yeah, PBM thing. thing. So, uh, moving right along, the the Star Tiger and the Star Ariel, um, they disappeared January 30th, 1948, on a flight from the Azores to Bermuda. Um, the Ariel disappeared January 17th, 1949, on a flight from Bermuda to Kingston, Jamaica. Um, both were passenger aircraft, aircraft operated by British South American Airways. Both planes were operating at the very limits of their range. Slightest error and fault could have kept them from reaching. Do you think all the people responsible right now are just big fans of weed? And we're like, hey, Jamaica's nearby. We don't have to go back. From what I understand, it's Irene, man. Oh, oh, okay. Nope. <laughs> I'm gonna fight. Um, now, Maynard's cats are having aggressive sex in the room. So the Douglas DC three, uh, December twenty eighth, nineteen forty eight, was a small aircraft. Uh, on flight from San Juan to Miami, no trace of the aircraft or 32 people on board was ever found, um, and they could not attribute the disappearance I'm to sorry, anything. what was the date on that one? December 28th, 1948. Okay, okay. Uh, so we're, we're not even out of the 40s, and there's already been like 30 plane crashes there. But this is the ghost ship. This is like a fun story. The Connemara. Connemara 4. Uh, it's a pleasure yacht. Ooh, baby. Also, no, not the name of my sex tape. No, but I believe Pleasure Yacht. I mean, I got pleasure, but she didn't. came in here to shit. Yeah. They're like, like, hey, can we just, uh, that's our. Do you guys mind watching? Um, That's our bathroom. Can we So uh, a Pleasure Yacht. I believe that's, uh, I believe that's going to be an urban dictionary if it's not. Pleasure Yacht. It's got to be the name for a super big dick. Um, A Pleasure Yacht was found adrift in the Atlantic. Like it's way sexier than it winds up being. You yeah. go swimming and you get a hot on and the, just the tip floats above the water like a bobber when you're fishing. 
That's a pleasure yacht. It's just way too many people who are entirely too comfortable eating shrimp cocktail naked from a napkin. <laughs> In a hot tub. Uh, I don't oh. care if it's a little warm. I bet I won't get sick. <laughs> that fucking guy. Uh, a pleasure yacht was found adrift in the Atlantic south of Bermuda on September 26, 1955. Uh, it's usually stated in, in these stories. Um, Berlitz Weiner. Um, that the crew vanished while the yacht survived being at sea during three hurricanes. The crew vanished. Oh, wait. So I'm sorry. The crew disappeared during three of the th- strongest storms you get in the Atlantic Ocean. What a fucking mystery. Gosh, I wonder what happened. But the ship survived. I think it was the storm. The 1955 Atlantic <laughs> Hurricane. Were one of the deck. three. So the 1955 Atlantic Hurricane season shows Hurricane Loan passing nearby between 14th and 18th of September, uh, with Bermuda being affected by winds of almost gale force. In his second book, The Bermuda Triangle, uh, Weiner, Weiner, whatever his name is, quoted a letter that had been received. It's probably Wilson. He just can't read. The Chancellor of Barbados. On the morning of September 2nd, the, tw- the Connemara was lying to a heavy mooring in the open rodstead of Carlisle Bay. Roadstead, whatever. Uh, because of the approaching hurricane, the owner strengthened the mooring ropes and put out two additional anchors. There was little else he could do as he exposed the mooring, as the exposed mooring was the only available anchorage in Carlisle Bay. The sea in the wake of the hurricane Janet was awe-inspiring and dangerous. The owner of the Connemara, Connemara observed that she had disappeared. An investigation revealed that she had dragged her moorings and gone to sea without the crew. So, I mean, I'm sorry. I don't mean to sound like a dick, but none of these sound like mysteries to me. They'll have very real explanations. Exactly. Like hungover pilots or three fucking hurricanes. And then there was a uh, crash between two KC-135 strata tankers. Uh, August 28th, 1963, a pair of U.S. Air Force strata tankers collided and crashed into the Atlantic 300 miles west of Bermuda. Um there were two, so they say while the two aircraft did collide, there were two distinct crash sites separated by over 160 miles. Um, research showed that the unclassified version of the Air Force investigation report revealed the debris field defined in the second crash site was examined by a search and rescue ship and found to be uh, a mass of seaweed and driftwood tangled in an old buoy. So I'm confused as to how that became. So the ocean threw a buoy. And some seaweed at the planes. Pretty much. So it took them down. Yeah. Anyway, so that was the Bermuda Triangle. In so a the nutshell. Bermuda Triangle is um, a hunk of bullshit. The big thing about the Bermuda Triangle what? is that. It's, but I'm well, glad they found that. I'm I'm glad that they found the SS Cotopaxi. Summer's Eve yeah. on the bottom of the ocean. I'm glad they discovered that. And now the, the ocean is feeling oh so fresh. Because I was losing sleep over the 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 Kotex Maxi. I'll tell you right now, the uh, ocean does not smell nearly as fishy where that That's true. That boat went down. <laughs> Fucking shit. Oh my god. That is the worst. Let's can we let's just just get to dick news. This episode has been one uh, It was like a fun episode. Like we had a, we had a little bit of fun. <laughs> yeah, we had a little bit of fun. And now, much like right. getting your menses, let's expel this episode from my this. uterus and get into dick news. All right, you guys want some dick news? Yes. I think we could use it. All right. 
from Jesse Jess twelve twenty eight at Jesse Jess twelve twenty eight. Oh, our baby, uh, a friend of us, a believer in what we do in terms of dicks. Do you guys only know Jesse's. Yeah, I know a lot more. We than know what the, I think the problem is. We just call people that for so long that they just kind of think it's a name after a while. All three of my kids answer to it. Police man admits to tagging penis man on several locations in Tempe, Phoenix, with graffiti. Like a like a super villain. Yeah, like, like, like his name is. Is he tagging man? the words penis man, or is it like a cool picture? Do you have an image I can look at? And here's my question, penis man. Now. Are like penises his thing, or is he a man who is uh, like a man penis? Is he is he a man dressed as a giant penis? What's his power <clears throat> besides shooting, throbbing, <laughs> and shooting? He can he can projectile vomit milk. <laughs> he can shoot thick webs at people. He's really good at wearing turtlenecks. <laughs> Not so great at pulling out though. All right. Uh, a man accused of aggravated criminal damage after police say he tagged several locations in Tempe and Phoenix with graffiti, painting the name of male genitalia on buildings. That would be penis. So he's just ta- ta- like tagging the word penis on a building. Yeah. At least he's not vulgar. You know, he's not going with like cock. Or he's literally <laughs> using penis. Shows least, a little bit of the thing is, The thing is, they really only gigged him for tagging penis on stuff. They didn't tag him at any point. They didn't arrest him at any point for, ta- for, for putting like coccyx, neck thrombosis it was just penis they were like no no no. penis is unacceptable fingers fine all right detective actually realized that if you put all of his penis drawings together it spells jeffrey epstein didn't kill himself (laughs) 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 Uh, but did you die no but jeffrey epstein did police took 38 year old dustin james Shomer. why do these guys always have like weird three names like why do why couldn't we just be like Dustin Schomer? No, no, that's 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 a reporter thing. So reporters use all three names and just in cases, just like a regular schlub named Justin, Dustin, whatever the fuck his last name is. So uh, they took him they to custody. They want to get confused. They, they took him into custody January 23rd at his apartment uh, near 67th Avenue in Campbell. They say he admitted to spray painting Penis Man at 15 locations. So he did do Penis Man. That's what it says, is Penis Man, yeah. I love that, frankly. Uh, at 15 locations at Arizona State University. As well Why as, am I not surprised in any way? As well as A Mountain, a fenced in public man. water towers, Hayden Ferry, a Chick-fil-A, <laughs> <laughs> construction sites, and an ASU building in Phoenix. He just did it while he was out on his chores. Tempe City Hall was also tagged. <laughs> he was going to pay a, a traffic ticket. He's probably a <laughs> landscaper. He was just hired to go and trim the hedges, and he's like, oh, hold on. Let me if I can write my name here first. Uh, according to Cormac, he's like, we're the sticky bandits. Get he admitted, it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Penis man. He goes after the sticky bandits. He admitted he knew writing all these locations was against the law and he never had permission to vandalize any of the locations. Damages are estimated at only $8,000. Wait, are you sure that the University of Arizona wasn't like, hey, you can, yeah, that's that's fine. Here, have some ecstasy and a visor and tag whatever you want. You're supposed to write Carl was here on the bathroom <laughs> wall. You're supposed to tag the Schomer was booked into Tempe City Jail and later transferred to the 4th Avenue Jail in Phoenix after he... Bailed out of jail, Schomer took a public Facebook group to complain that his, about his arrest, <laughs> saying, they raided my condo and vehicle and swarmed my entire complex with 25 heavily armed SWAT officers and pointed a silenced assault rifles at my face. Cell phone video, meanwhile, showed a less dramatic scene of police leading him away in handcuffs. Uh, I think they know what they're doing. They handled the situation fine. He was not hurt. None of our neighbors got hurt, so the police knew what they're doing. 
Also, you have to admit that sometimes cops are like, well, we got this stuff. What, am I going to not fucking point it? You know what's really funny is this guy admitted to it, but now he's setting up a, a fundraiser to seek donations for his legal fees. Yeah, when you, you, you don't get donations via legal fees when you say, yeah, no, I did it. Here's some pictures. Here's a spray paint on my hands. Also, penis man is on my license. Again, I think you should get that would be so good for using penis. All right, guys. Hold on. Uh, before you continue, I do have a definition from Pleasure Yacht from a former guest on the show. Our friend Tiffany sent us a definition of Pleasure Yacht. Oh, boy. <laughs> it's so good. Does it have to do with scotch? A pleasure yacht is an abandoned Subaru where you store your top ramens and other treasures. She's not wrong. <laughs> oh, boy. That's so good. All right. Guys, it's about to get a little steamy in here. Can we open up a window? Maynard can't hear you. What? The first ever vagina museum in the world, which just opened in London, is determined to end stigma. Highlight cervical health and promote the feminist trans inclusive rights. In London, the Vagina Museum is not the only museum of its kind in the is not the only museum of its kind in the world. It might also be the most millennial. Once a museum with this Who name, wrote this article? Is this a Fox News thing? Uh the Daily Beast. I don't know. The most millennial did a boomer write that? I feel like my dad wrote that. He's like, no, you stupid boomers and your vaginas and you the enjoying. Only, the only thing more millennial is if there was a Tide Pod museum, right? <laughs> we ruined the economy. Uh, <laughs> Starbucks hates Christmas. I'm confused as to the wine glasses and lipstick here. Anybody want to fill me in on this one? Well, we did have a long discussion before the show started. That's not lipstick. <laughs> no, I just wanted you to look at the picture. Those are diaphragms. <laughs> And I just wanted you to look at the That's where you're supposed to sing from. And a very sparkly, red-tipped, <laughs> massive tampon. I made him look at the I made him look like it was lipstick. And now I can't look away. So thank you. That's more, that's the more disturbing than uh, than Robert England showing you how to use a dental dam. The worst. <laughs> it just looks like Freddy coming through the wall. The worst part of this entire fucking thing is from a distance. I was like, what do these wine glasses and lipstick have to do with fucking vaginas? But the minute he handed it to me, I was like, I have live. been I have been fooled. Uh, it's it's less about titillation and more about education it might be about the fe- it, what I don't it might mean, be about female anatomy but it's comfortably aligned with clean living inclusivity and social good frankly if you're titillated by a giant sparkly red tipped tampon your parents did something very wrong when raising you um, it's like creating a museum full of used toilet paper ah uh, gross why, why decorate a, a museum with things that you flush? I've, I've stopped trying to understand Germany. Anyway, the museum in Camden yeah. has been two years in the making. It <laughs> no, was founded by England, a 28-year-old. Yeah. No, you asked for a used toilet paper museum, I assume. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was going to say the New York subway. Ooh, come on right in. Founded by 28-year-old <laughs> this Florence. This is where the best work in all of Germany is located. <laughs> uh, founded by 28-year-old Florence Schechter in 2017, she heard there was a penis museum in Iceland, but no vagina museum anywhere. It was like sexism nailed on the head. Um, um, I'm get it. It's a penis pun. And, nailed and on the head. The name right. of my sex tape, unfortunately. Uh, you so couldn't listen. Hold on. 
We don't need either of those things. There right. doesn't need to be a penis museum or a vagina museum. There's not a foot museum. I don't there know. Might be. I don't know that there's a nipple museum. There also could be. We don't need a museum for body parts. Uh, we penis, have them. We know what they look like. The penis museum contains 280 animal specimens. The crown-funded vagina museum does not. <laughs> there is no sex shop facade, no neon signs, no adult warnings. The museum sits beside a shop selling cuddly toys. <laughs> Why? Well, look, all I'm saying is when you go into a plumbing supply store, there's faucets fucking everywhere. But they don't have any displays of the underneath part of the sink where all the water goes. The museum has also been described as moist. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> we just lost all the women followers of the show. They all turned it off. It's Let's a, move on. It, I, it's a new venture. You could say she's just getting her feet wet. Uh, <laughs> don't get your panties in a bunch, all right? <laughs> this is the anchor joke all over again. Uh, oh, boy. There's string lights everywhere. Just don't pull them. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's move. Let's 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 stop celebrating this travesty. We didn't talk about the Bermuda Triangle. That was a, uh, a boat full of little people, or as we call them, the little man on the boat. <laughs> oh God! <sighs> well, he did go missing, and no man has been able to find him in quite a while. Which is weird. I, that's an odd stereotype of like, where is it? What are you? Sorry, there's no hard <laughs> to say anymore. Ah, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. <laughs> a lot of restraint there. <laughs> Good boy. What are you, smarted? <laughs> You're right, right, though. You're right, though. It, it, it's not that hard to find. No, it's right fucking there. There's a number of maps you can find on the internet. All right, so a TSA worker- I haven't needed them in two years, but they're there. Turns out boomers weren't big on getting glasses, even. <laughs> <laughs> TSA worker arrested after jokes and f- fight about size of genitalia. TSA worker in Miami was arrested when he lost his mind- and attacked a colleague who repeatedly made fun of his small penis <laughs> after he went through a security screener um, with a high-tech scanner showing his genitalia. Rolando Negrin, 44, was arrested at Miami International Airport Wednesday morning following the altercation with fellow fellow screener Hugh Orsano. No uh, one ever wants to be carted away in an airport while screaming, I'm a grower, not a shower. It's the national average. Don't look at me. Uh, Negrin had been embarrassed and enraged by constant ribbing from his colleagues after a training session with a whole body imaging machine. The x-ray revealed Negrin had a small penis and coworkers made fun of him. Oh, that is amazing. Yeah. If there's a, if there's, if someone's getting arrested over a dick size dispute, it's never over it being too big. Yeah. Never, never once. Never once is a guy with a giant didn't been like, Hey, stop talking about us. Yeah. Cause a guy with a, gi- a giant dick doesn't go through an x-ray machine and go like, Oh my God. And lose their mind. They go, can you get a copy? I'm going to send my mom. She's just going to be so proud. This is the <laughs> problem. You know what happened is this guy didn't measure it. He just assumed that it would be okay. He's no, like, no, he, no, I'm average. No, he knows. He's just upset that anyone can possibly see it. <laughs> Even in x-ray like form. Do, do you think he went through the, uh, the x-ray machine and he was like all proud for a moment like yeah that's me there i am and everyone was like oh i thought that was just like a growth he was just upset because in between him and his wife getting in line there was a space in between them and the guy behind him was kevin garnett (laughs) (laughs) he didn't want him to go before his wife and after him he was well the problem was john ham was in front of him so i mean there was a lot going on 
It was a rough day. Poor guy. Poor guy. I mean, that's your own fault. That's not really. I it's mean, it's just genetics. Deal with it. Yeah. You just got to get a lot better at other things, like earning money. Right? You find that missing digit. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly not finding the, that G boat. Okay. Well, like you was... don't feel bad for someone because they have brown eyes. You're just like, that's just what you got, man. Yeah, yeah. right. There ain't no color to them. However, however, um, no, no uh, women go solely on a guy's eyes when she says it's in yet. So, no, yeah, yeah. I'm glad, I haven't, a, I'm glad I haven't heard that one. That was the worst prom night of my life. Anyway, show's <laughs> over. That's why you shouldn't <laughs> go to the prom in your forties. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! It was weird because I still took my mom. <laughs> oh man! On that note, wah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse, take us away. Uh, yep, you're welcome, and we're sorry. <laughs> very, very sorry. More sorry than we are. You're welcome. Oh, man. That's the only funny joke I had was the very last one. <laughs>